the fundamentals don't change, you know, depending on the whims of the political climate. I just think you need a solid plan and we need to choose the investments that best suit what we're trying to accomplish. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Well, it's time for another edition of the Your Retirement Elevated podcast. We're going to try and make it a little bit smarter on today's show. It's going to be a fun edition of Your Retirement Elevated, a mailbag edition of the program, where we're going to be answering some of your questions. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC metro area and across the country. You can go to listentoscott.com for great information there and to listen to past episodes of the show and to subscribe. And Scott has more than 19 years of experience in the financial planning world and up until the beginning of the pandemic taught uh, educational classes all across the area and uh, the concepts that he teaches locally are also taught all across the country in over 70 cities. A lot of that effort and work has been taken more digital these days, but uh, Scott's still doing that education all the time, and uh, we'd love to see it. And we're always delighted when he joins us here on the podcast to pass along some of that education as well. Scott, you ready for me to lob some questions your direction from our listeners? Let's do it. All right, we got some good ones for you here today. Uh, if you want to submit a question to the show, by the way, you can do that by going to listentoscott.com and look for the contact form. First question comes to us from Shelby. Shelby says, I'm thinking that I'll spend a lot of money the first few years of retirement and then a lot less after I've been retired for five years or so. Is that usually how you see it works? Absolutely, except for 2020. <laughs> so, so yeah, Shelby, that, that's fairly common. And I would say for most people, you know, the first year for sure is what I call the transition year into retirement. Uh, that's really, you're kind of getting your feet under you. And figuring out what's it really take, you know, to to live in retirement, and what do you spend your time doing? You know, for some people, if in retirement, it's the end of a marathon, they cross that finish line, and they've delayed and built this giant bucket list, and that bucket list involves a lot of travel. Let's say, then yeah, you're probably going to spend, you know, a, a, a chunk of money or higher percentage of money that first five or ten years. You know, for some people. Retirement is their time to relax. Got a client that they just retired this year. They moved to another city, built a house. So retired, moved, and built a new house all in 2020. And talk about uh, some life changes this year. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they've spent a little more money, you know, furnishing the house, they put a swimming pool in. Because um, they live live down south and a little further south, and it's a little warm down there. But really, after this year, their plan is: Hey, we're we're close to our kids. You know, we've got a great backyard set up now for the summer months. They're just planning on living their life. You know, enjoying themselves. They're not going to travel an extensive amount. Um, but their first year of retirement was a big expenditure. So it it really depends. You know what what your desires are. But that should be part of your financial plan is that cash flow plan and making sure that if you do spend that money faster during those first three years, we just need to be comfortable with the effect it has down the road. Because for a lot of us, we're just we're spending money up front, which means that the pot of gold at the end may be smaller because we consume more of it up front. 
But again, so we just have to run those scenarios and make sure your portfolio will sustain it. And that'll let you make good decisions with, you know, with your hard-earned dollars. Uh, but I would say 100% Shelby, you will probably spend more money in the first few years of retirement. Great question, Shelby. Thanks for sending that one in to us. Here's one from Lily. Lily says, should I buy gold coins or gold bars or no gold at all or golden wrapped chocolate? <laughs> um, you'll probably get more out of golden wrapped chocolate more, <laughs> more appealing and satisfying. That used to be my favorite uh, treat growing up. I, I always used to, every once in a while, my mom would come home with those, like, you know, that the, the chocolate with the chocolate coins, you know, wrapped yes. in a little gold Oh, wrappers. yeah, sure, sure. They, I don't know why, but that gold wrapper just made the chocolate that much better, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fancy, luxurious. It's right, that's right. Yeah. Sometimes they were really hard to open, though. Did you ever, like, if you didn't have fingernails, sometimes they were oh, yeah, really yeah. hard to get that like, little corner you, open. Yeah, they like, how do you get into this thing? Yeah, yep. totally understand. But so, well, you know, I get this question all the time, you know, about gold, precious metals. And I would just say that, you know, precious metals are a store of wealth. They're not an investment. And if you think about, if someone's buying TV commercials to tell you how good gold is, uh, and there's a person in a foam suit, looks like a gold bar on this corner of the street, pointing you towards the place that buys gold. I don't know if those are two real good key indicators that you should do it. Because the, the story goes like, because I've actually had conversations with people that it's their whole job is to sell you precious metals. So I've had some very interesting conversations over the years. Uh, but I would just say this, it's usually positioned as, well, if you own the physical gold, We'll put this in a in your very own vault uh, in some faraway city. So if you need it, you just call us and we'll get it out for you. I will tell you, I had a client where we did, they had money in an IRA in gold, stored in a vault. It took almost six weeks for that transfer to be processed. So, and that was in a, a very good economic time. I don't know if if we're in a catastrophe that uh, you're going to be able to get that gold shipped out to you. Uh, now, I'll say that I do have some physical, you know, gold coins, things like that, you know, just picked up over the years. But I would say that's probably not the best hedge uh, for your retirement dollars. And so I, I probably at this point would probably stay away and not invest your hard-earned dollars into precious metals or gold. If you have some, I would just hold on to it, you know, for a rainy day. That's a great point. And it's a really good question. Lily, you're not alone in asking that, whether it be gold bars, precious metals, and the like. Yeah, lots of things to think about there. Uh, Rose has a question for you. Let's keep things rolling. Um, Should I be investing differently since we have a national election approaching? That's a very common question uh, because I think you're, you're seeing, or I'm hearing this the most, of people that are getting severance packages or buyouts and... They're unsure of, you know, they say, well, the market has to be at the top. There's no way it could go any higher. And that statement has been uttered millions of times over the last hundred years. Okay. There's no way it's going to go higher. This is the top. And then it continues to go. Now it doesn't go up, you know, straight up and down. It's volatile, but over, over time, the markets have produced. So I would say that planning doesn't change. Uh, we need to make sure we've got short-term accessible cash for our necessities. We probably need an emergency fund for at least six months of essential expenses. 
We need some money that's, you know, short-term, mid-term conservative, you know, capital preservation. And then we need some that's a little more moderate, maybe some aggressive. So the fundamentals don't change, you know, depending on the whims of the political climate. I just think you need a solid plan and we need to choose the investments that best suit what we're trying to accomplish. Those things are always going to change over time. And it's our job, if we're working clients, it's our job to monitor those investments and strategies and make improvements or changes when, when necessary, but only when we use facts and logic to do it, not using emotion or you know, the media to whip us up in a frenzy to make, make choices and changes. Yeah, that's a great point. And another good question on the show. Thank you for sending that one in. All right, let's go to Tristan. Tristan says, I'm in my late 50s and recently divorced, and I'm extremely worried about what retirement will look like now that I'll have one Social Security benefit and half of my assets. Can I overcome a divorce this late in life? Unfortunately, this sounds like probably a common thing that you see as well lately. Scott, is that right? Well, it's definitely, you know, we, we do see, you know, divorces happen. I'll give you the good news. Most people don't start really saving for retirement until they're in their 50s. So it sounds like, you know, Tristan's already got some, you know, some savings time behind them. So get good habits. And, you know, if you're, I don't know, late 50s, if you retire, you know, mid 60s, late 60s, depending on health, things like that. You'll be able to delay your Social Security to build it up to the maximum amount, uh, and it'll give you time to use the catch-up provision. And your if you've got a four hundred one k at work, you can sock away more money. You know, once you're past fifty. So I definitely think it's doable. Uh, you just definitely have some headwinds that you'll have to accommodate for. But again, it all comes back to planning, being diligent with your saving, and just being realistic about what your saving is currently and what you could amass over the next, you know, several years before retirement, we just need to take a realistic look at what could it really produce to be able to afford a lifestyle. And you may need to adjust your lifestyle goals, adjust your savings, or adjust that when you're going to retire, or some combination of those things. So again, it's not the end of the world. Um, you'll make, need to make some adjustments, but I've seen plenty of people that have gone through what you're going through and you know, end up having a retirement that they, they thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, it's another good one. Thank you, Tristan, for sending that one in. Tough situation when people have to go through a divorce that late in life. It does happen, um, and a little more often than I think anybody would like to be the case. But others have made it through to the finish line before, and, uh, and you can too with uh, just good, good planning, good decisions from here on out. Uh, maybe two more questions here for you, Scott. We've got one for here sure. from Jake. Jake says, I'm getting a big tax refund this year and have for the last several years. Jake's already looking forward to 2021. I think he's excited <laughs> about that tax refund. He's already doing lots of calculating. Um, it's nice to get the refund, but am I better off to just keep more money throughout the year? Well, uh, there's the logical side and the emotional side to this. Uh, emotionally, it does feel good to get this refund. Now, it's really, I'm really hoping that you're doing something constructive with that refund and not spending it, you know, and purchases. Uh, but, you know, for some people, it's a forced saving mechanism. Uh, most of my clients would rather write a small check when they put their taxes, you know, do their taxes, 
rather than get a refund from the government. Because what a refund really means is that you gave them the use of your money interest-free for however long they had it. And for most people, they'd rather have that in their pocket and their account earning interest and growing rather than the, the government using it over time. So I would probably you know talk to a tax preparer, CPA, and see if you can get that dialed in a little bit more. And so you can really either drop that refund down to a very small number or get a situation where you, you write a small check when you do your taxes. You're probably going to be in a better spot if you take control of that. Nobody wants to be giving Uncle Sam free loans willingly, no, right? No, we can... Uh, <laughs> Let's be patriotic, but not overly patriotic. There, there you go. That's a good way to put it. All right, last question. This one comes to us from Dylan as we wrap up the mailbag edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Again, if you've got a question, you can always send that in to us, whether it's to be featured on a show or just directly to Scott. You want to talk about something, listen to scott.com, or you can give a call directly to 913-393-4724, 913-393-4724. Dylan says, my husband and I always argue because I want to redo our kitchen, but he says we need to save more for retirement. We already save a lot. How much is enough? I would start with saying it does not sound like the two of you are on the same page because what this sounds like is not having a real definable goal and there's a mismatch he thinks they need to keep scrimping and saving. Dylan thinks they should be able to spend a little bit because it seems like they've got plenty. To me, that sounds like they don't have a plan in place. And there's no, if you don't have a plan, you don't have goals, then that's very difficult to measure. Okay? So this is like you're getting in the car and you're going across country, but you don't really have your you remember the old, you're probably too young for this, but I remember going cross country with my grandparents in their Oldsmobile, four-door Oldsmobile uh, with velour seats and the vinyl top, uh, but they would have the Atlas. You remember the Atlas? Oh, I love the Atlas. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did many trips in the back of the truck, uh, not in like okay. the bed of the truck, but in that skinny little, you know, extended cab back of the oh, truck. Oh, sure. Driving 24 hours to Maine uh, twice a year for, for visits with the grandparents, so. Oh, yeah. Very familiar of pulling out that atlas. Oh, we're coming up to the next step. A quick flip, yep. flip over. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we're, we're, are we there yet? Oh, <laughs> man. How many, how many more pages do we have to go to get yeah. there? <laughs> I mean, this is wanting to redo the kitchen, but he, him saying, oh, we've got to save more. You know, this is like, are we there yet? But we're not paying attention to where we are in the map or anything else. And, and this is common. It's just there's not a clear written plan. There's not a goal that they're trying to attain, and they really don't know a what they need in retirement as far as cash flow. And if you don't know what you need, then it's very hard to determine, well, how much do I need to save? So it's always this panic of, it's just got to be more, and we have to spend less. And those are all good habits, don't get me wrong, but there's a disconnect there. So I would say probably need to have a discussion and you probably need to work with someone that help you put a plan together that shows you, are you on track or are you off track? And really determine, hey, if we're on a good track, if we did redo the kitchen and spent money, what does that do to our plan? Does it derail it? 
does it put a minor setback, a major setback? Those are decisions that you need to, you can talk through once you've got a written plan in place. And so I would say, let's get on the same page, work with a professional and have a mediator to help guide you through this process so you can both be happy and you can both can have predictability and certainty in your retirement. And so another great question. Thank you, Dylan. And yes, if you want to get that written plan in place, if you don't already have a written plan for retirement, you should definitely get one. And you can do that easily by reaching out to Scott. The number again is 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. Or go online to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. And you can get in touch via the website that way as well. Scott, thank you so much for the help and the guidance on the show today. This was fun. We'll have to uh, do this again, answering some listener questions from time to time here on the program. We covered a lot of ground, and that was that was uh, an enjoyable experience. So thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. All right. Take care, Walter. Talk to you soon. You too. That's Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.